Hello from the BBC. I'm Pete Ross with an update on the war in Ukraine. There have been conflicting reports about fighting in the besieged city of Mariupol today. The southern port city is a key goal for Russia. While much of it is under Moscow's control, the huge steelworks there, known as the Azovstal Works, remain for now under Ukrainian control. About 200 civilians are sheltering there alongside a group of Ukrainian soldiers. Though Russia says its forces are not storming the steelworks, the commander of the Ukrainian troops there, Denis Prokopenko, tells a different story. There are heavy, bloody battles. I am proud of my soldiers who make superhuman efforts to contain the pressure of the enemy. I am grateful to the whole world for the colossal support to the garrison of Mariupol. The situation is extremely difficult, but no matter what, we will continue to carry out the order to hold the defence. According to Ukraine, this fight is ongoing, despite Russia declaring it would open up humanitarian corridors to allow more civilians to escape the site. The BBC's Laura Bicker is in Ukraine and is watching developments there in Mariupol and elsewhere. There have been a number of shells dropped in a number of Ukrainian cities, Dnipro, Zaporizhia, Kyiv, just to name a few. When it comes to the Azovstal plant, Russia is planning to open humanitarian corridors in the next few days. They say they'll open routes for civilians to leave the plant from 8 in the morning to 6 at night on the 5th, 6th and 7th of May. But, as we've been hearing, there is a clear dispute about whether such humanitarian corridors are open and functioning. Ukraine says no, Russia says yes. Our reporter, Joe Inwood, is monitoring the situation from Lviv. Both sides will give you the version of events that they want you to hear, but I think what is clear is that the final assault on the steelworks is underway. We heard two weeks ago President Putin say that they weren't going to carry this out because of the cost from his perspective, on Russian lives, obviously would have been catastrophic for the Ukrainian defenders and civilians inside as well. But it seems that decision has been reversed. We've seen videos online showing huge bombardments, showing tanks moving around the outside. But exactly what's going on, we can't be certain. Events in and around Mariupol bring into sharp focus once again the lack of trust between Ukraine and Russia. That's underlined by these words from Yuri Sak, an advisor to Ukraine's defence minister. Russia has said that they will allow evacuation corridors on the 5th and 6th and 7th of May. We are hopeful, we are hopeful, we're quietly optimistic, but of course we have bad experiences with Russia not honouring their commitment. But, you know, considering that this concerns the evacuation of civilians and wounded, we hope that they will this time honour their commitment. Human rights groups say the Russian invasion of Ukraine has led to thousands of disabled Ukrainian children being abandoned in institutions that cannot look after them. The human rights organisation Disability Rights International says it found children with severe disabilities tied to beds in institutions whose remaining staff were simply unable to cope. The BBC's Dan Johnson obtained access to one such establishment in southwestern Ukraine. Victoria's one of 22 children moved here from an orphanage in Donetsk and left behind when the less severely disabled were taken to Germany. She has frequent seizures and we're told she's put in restraints at night. The nurse tells me she's not used to dealing with this level of disability. Staff shortages mean older residents help care for some children and those in from the east have much greater needs than this place can handle. 
Meanwhile, the Kremlin has downplayed reports in the New York Times that the US has provided Ukraine with intelligence that's helped them target and kill several Russian generals. Ukraine claims its forces have killed 12 Russian generals in the war so far. The Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, spoke this morning. Our military is well aware that the United States and NATO as a whole are continually passing intelligence to the Ukrainian armed forces but they're not capable of hindering the achievement of the goals set. And finally, there's been broad international support for Ukraine so far in the conflict. But the frontrunner in the race to be Brazil's next president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has accused the Ukrainian leader Vladimir Zelensky and Vladimir Putin of Russia of being equally responsible for the war. Lula, who's a former president of Brazil, so is running for the same office again, told Time magazine that Western leaders should focus on negotiations to end the fighting rather than irresponsibly encouraging the war. Those are the latest developments on day 71 of Russia's invasion. I'm Pete Ross at the BBC.